Welcome to Crypto Sapiens, a show that hosts lively discussions with innovative Web3 builders to help you learn about decentralized money systems, including Ethereum, Bitcoin, and DeFi. The podcast is for educational and entertainment purposes only, and it is not financial advice. Crypto Sapiens is presented in partnership with Bankless DAO, a movement for pioneers seeking freedom from the limitations of the traditional financial system. Bankless DAO will help the world go bankless by creating user-friendly on-ramps for people to discover decentralized financial technologies through education, media, and culture. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Crypto Sapiens. Today, we welcome Tamar, co-founder of streetwear brand Jobadu and artist behind the NFT community project Ego's Paradise. We talk with him about building authentic, multicultural communities, what it means to be an entrepreneur in Web3, and applying regenerative economics to digital and physical projects. There's lots to unpack in this episode, so without further ado, let's get started. I guess it's um, the question of when Web3 um start when you get uh, more uh, when you start building your moral compass really when you start knowing w- why are you what are you doing what are you giving back uh, and what are you building and that question for me has always been at the back of my head and starting in 2007 uh my high school uh, friend and I we wanted to create an, a brand an energetic brand that youth in the region can um relate to we uh, like just to, to give you a little background I'm from the Middle East um for the most part we've been importing culture um and which is natural with hollywood and the merchandising of hollywood and superman and batman and all that so in the 70s and the 80s um we we grew up with western culture um to the extent where we read and pay much attention to our own and uh, that was disconnect that that created a very big disconnect between people in the region and uh, where they live the culture the the grass was always greener on the other side um so we came up with the idea of Joe Bedu, which manifested in t-shirts um but it was really an a, a, an expression of local pop culture um and and that's where our movement started really uh in 2007 in a street market and um with $4000 we made 600 t-shirts with carrying six designs and nobody knew us nobody knew what we stood for but they could relate to the messages on the t-shirts and it was it was one of the first times um arabic was um on merchandise it's it's very hard to 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 think of it from other cultural perspectives you know you know like how come there wasn't any it was just it was there was no reason it wasn't a social barrier it was just never done because it was easier to sell uh no fear t-shirts or metallica t-shirts um and that's where our journey started um uh, i would say it's it's Web3 was kind of the driving element, even though it didn't exist. But we we set out Jobedu to build a community, and that's where our slogan came from, join the tribe. Um, in this part of the world, uh, being part of a tribe means a lot. Um, it means that you belong you you belong to a certain uh, just the, the easiest way to say it is it could be a class. So a lot of people are born tribeless, really. They're not really part of a big tribe. 
So we were the tribe that anybody could belong to. Um, any, uh, and you just needed to share, uh, share an affinity to um, just what we called the veil of ignorance back, the, back then. And just without knowing, uh, which is a, a concept that we borrowed from, uh, philo- uh, from a very established philosopher. But the, 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 the concept is how would you act in a community if you did not know anything about the person you're dealing with, neither their gender nor, nor their race, uh, their their social, how, how would you just deal with them as humans? And that's pretty much how we built the brand. It was, it's a, the human element is, is extremely uh, at the center of Jobedu. And if you talk to most people in the region, they'd say they feel Jobedu is that friend. Um, and so the concept of Web3, when when I came across it from Amr and Shami and Ken, it was like a eureka moment because it just it's a tech tool that builds on all the uh, disconnected elements that we were doing in building a community, whether it's on Twitter, blah, blah, blah. But there was no um, single membership there's no there's no single v- validated id um that you we could build this whole community around and that was what was super exciting about um building a gated community with ego's paradise yeah wow you've mentioned so much there that i want to unpack so you talked about importing culture which i think is really interesting because we see even some of that happening in Web3, mm-hmm. where there is like culture that's borrowed from other projects to kind of lean into that culture to try to drive some success. You know, you also see even some conversations, to be honest, in terms of like the types of representation that is happening in uh, <laughs> certain projects that may potentially give it a little bit more validation just because there's a culture associated to that, right? The creators of a project might say, oh, if we lean into that culture even though it's not our culture, we are more likely to have success with this project because that group of individuals, that community really shows up strong, right? I want to be an entrepreneur, but I'm not going to come up with an idea. So let me just get a franchise and I'll run, uh, I'll run a business based on your manual that you created, um, which, is, which is fine, I guess. A lot of people didn't get a chance to enter the other projects, but then they still have the FOMO. And it would be nice to see all these communities, how uh, like different communities of a similar archetype merge or something. Um, but Sorry, it's interesting you say that. I, I want, I, before you get too far away from that, I did want to kind of just share a recent experience yeah, because no you're talking about the franchise model, right? And you're talking about how you borrow from someone else's successful model. And then... You monetize that. There could be problems with that. One, you know, there could be no alignment between you yourself, oh, yeah. founders of a project, and that <clears throat> model that you are imitating, 100%. right? Which, which it could be dangerous ground to tread because then there's inconsistencies with you know the people who develop this project and what they intend to represent. Uh, they're not necessarily one and the same. The other is, you know, if you are monetizing off someone else's model, if there is similarities that are a little too close both in terms of design aesthetic whatever um there could be there there could be issues where someone's like oh you know honestly you're because i i'm thinking of like the funks for example right the crypto funks that was uh, one example the other would be like the uh reversed or mirrored punk or bored apes where they were kind of facing the other way right but you know that there may be models where they're not necessarily kind of either uh paying back or or or, or recognizing those projects beyond that to be honest uh, as much as it 
pissed me off throughout the years. Everybody who copied our designs and fit like we've we've been working with designers for the ever since we started and that's the whole point is every designer comes with different flavors that can showcase the same culture just from a different lens our work got stolen quite a bit and it pissed me off every time um but it, it also made the community stronger if i look back you know uh, every time someone stole our art it was always the community that went after them saying this is the work of xyz and they all rallied around mm -hmm. it and you'd feel that they they had felt more ownership of the brand and uh, every brand gets ripped off that's interesting you say that yeah and go ahead uh, every brand gets ripped off but it's part of the value supreme the a knockoff supreme walking around is just as equally it's creating as much PR as a real one. And that's why a lot of brands kind of allow <laughs> some, some counterfeit to happen. That's interesting. I don't necessarily know if that's true, but I'm uh, going to just accept that for the for the fact that you're right. There's something to be said about just propagating the idea exactly, of that culture and the exactly, desire to exactly, want to be a part exactly, of that community. Exactly. And 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 it's so so the the, the whole ecosystem feeds off it and the holders of the originals mm -hmm. will benefit. Yeah. So the other thing that you were talking about that I really kind of wanted to dive into uh, before we just get so completely into the project yeah. that you were talking about web3 uh, as a philosophy, right? Yeah. How you were implementing some of these ideals of Web3 yeah. without necessarily having a Web3 project, exactly. right? With uh, Jobadu, right? Tell me a little bit about that and what that means to you in terms of Web3 as a philosophy. And like, what were some of the things that you were implementing in your project? And then how did that scale to the point that you got into Web3? The concept of rewarding a community has always been in the back of our head so we have a loyalty program we have all sorts of things that it's all because really we always say this we founded jobedu but we don't own jobedu the second we went public and it became part of the culture we are just the caretakers of jobedu we're here to represent the what the people have entrusted this brand to be that's always been the driving philosophy on how we conducted our business anyways, is how do we put the community first? How do we, uh, how do you build on it? This, that's why we had the crowdsourcing model for designs. That's how we built our ambassador network. That's how we, it's always about how do we give more to the community? Web3 is all about connecting ownership and actually rewarding engagement. And to, to, to me, that was looking at all the tools that are already out there. Um, I, I, I felt that this was something that we, we could build something extremely unique based on our experience. How do we reward a community on IRL or digitally with, with Web2? Yeah, that's wonderful. So walk me through the early days of your new project and, you know, kind of what the idea was behind that and kind of how that previous experience may have informed some of it, too. I was approached by Amir, a longtime friend of mine and listener right now. And he was telling me, hey, listen, you draw, right? I said, yeah, I draw. And uh, I was visiting them in the States, I, uh, visiting my family in the States. And he's like, listen, we'll buy you a Wacom from Amazon while you're here. Doodle something. If we like it, we can. He's a bored ape and Shami, he he trades. Let's do something together. They've had they've already been trading and working on blockchain projects before I came into the picture. And naturally the idea was naturally became what do I draw really? You know what I mean? And uh, I wanted it to be a very personal experience. So in a way, 
ego is me, but it's really a lot of people. It's just every it it, it represented my period, my point, the point in time that I was in at the time, which is the need to have a support community to uh, to support me and not being alone as an entrepreneur. I don't know if, uh, if that describes it well for now. I, I like the word you use there. The words you use were ego is me, right? Like I think that that's something that I believed in my heart from the very beginning in terms of NFT as a model was the idea of NFTs as our identity. There's a certain reflection, I think, that happens 100%. when we buy into NFT 100%. projects. It's one of the reasons why I like the art to your project, because I think that it's representative of people, of a culture that can propagate those ideals and spread the, uh, the, you know, the kind of this Web3 ethos across a wider community, not necessarily kind of duplicating the same kind of art and design and aesthetics, because you know what, around the world, we all look down different. You know, we're all human at the end of the day, but we look and sound different. We want to identify with something that, that, that we can reflect on and say, this is a little bit of me. Right. Yeah. So I really like that idea of ego is me so, and so, how that so influenced maybe some of the so, design of so it. So they well. like the doodles and they like build on it. You can get to keep your Wacom, which was super exciting for me. And I started to draw all these renditions and variations. And I wanted to understand the space more as I was drawing. So I was reading all these articles and it, it's so it's so great. And it's amazing how fast the space was evolving. As I was drawing with Eagle, like, I, and, and we were talking about this as a team, the whole strategy for NFT communities kind of changed four times in the past six months, seven months. Different kind of projects, different kind of strategies and people exploring. And with every project, I'd go back to the drawing board and kind of infuse all that, those learnings into the, the, the variations that I'm drawing. And at the same time, bring some of the personal experience that I have as an entrepreneur into the drawings themselves. So in, in one way or the other, like they're not directly there, but I can tell you in every iteration of ego, there's a piece of me. Tell me a little bit about the model then. So we got a good sense, I think, of where you came from, kind of how that may have informed mm -hmm. some of it. Certainly there's a piece of the identity to speak to there. Tell me a little bit about the project. I see here in my notes, Ego's Paradise is an NFT membership club for community shapers to connect and benefit from the collective rewards of supporting each other. What does that mean? All right. So there was a lot of times where I needed to make a, a very big decision. And as many people as I talk to uh, in my close immediate circle, you, you'll always get some kind of mixed answer because everybody has a different vested interest or they, they're kind of sick of hearing it. But there were times where I'd be traveling somewhere and I'd be all alone in a hotel room and I have a huge pitch the next day and I really needed to vet it with someone that I could trust and feel uh, and so, someone and that someone needs to be someone who's been in the same kind of situation that they can talk to me and kind of guide me through it because they've been through it and then the next day they realize what they should have been thinking of and I think the best people that to 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 do this are people who have already been in, in, in such a situation. And that's what 
this community is going to be striving for and how people benefit from each other. The kind of people that we're attracting, uh, like, and I'm, I'm, I'm bringing in my Rolodex into Ego's Paradise, and I'm sure all, like, and Ken and Shami, we're all doing it because throughout the years, we've surrounded ourselves with really informed people. And if these people can be a call away or a message away for a collection of entrepreneurs that really don't need to go through a lot of the stress alone, regardless of what the topic is, whether it is legal registration or uh, what jurisdiction should I sign in, what any kind of problem that they feel they need to figure it out alone, they really don't need to figure it out alone. We're there to to make whatever path they've chosen to deliver whatever dream they want to whatever community they've decided to solve a problem for that much easier for them to do. So walk me through the idea of NFTs as membership, because I know this is something that I that I hear from a lot of different projects, but, you know, and I think that different projects are looking at membership very differently. And I think that there's probably even some areas of membership that are yet to be explored. Yep. So tell me what what are your thoughts as NFTs as a membership and, you know, Maybe what is that? How does that, I guess, work within your product? So the way we look at membership is it's pretty much exactly like a gym. The only thing is that we believe that every time you go to the gym, the value of the gym goes up by the act of simply you going to use the, the gym and validating that it's a gym that you want to go to. The only difference is that you can't, the, the value of your membership does not appreciate. And if you could sell it, you cannot gain from whatever sweat equity you've put, literally sweat equity, you've put into the gym. And that's the model we want to put into our membership. It's uh, you're, you're a member of this community. Whatever effort you put in, you're going to see it in the value of your membership itself. And if you feel like you're the value you've got, you've reaped all the value you can get and you want to pass on the baton to someone else, uh, you can do that and you know you've been rewarded. That's interesting. So you're saying that the NFTs capture a certain value and that value is portable uh, across uh, different holders? Yes, uh, the the holders are going to be the benefit. Whoever the holder is is the beneficiary of of being of being part of the community and all the all the uh, all the perks that we bring to the community and the roadmap that we want to build together with the community. The the collective work that we're all going to be putting in by just uh, just being present in the community, uh, and and discussing and mentoring each other and building that value. This is a membership that you can pass on. Part of I'm part of a few uh, WhatsApp groups uh, for entrepreneurs that are amazing, are impeccable. They, they we ask each other questions. We solve so many problems for each other on 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 a whim, you know, uh, because we know that's a that's the kind of support we need. But at the end of the day, it, it is a WhatsApp group. What, what this is adding more, it's legitimizing um, that there is more value happening from being part of this group. Yeah, I hear you using the word entrepreneur quite a few times what does that mean to you and 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 in terms of like you know i guess how does how does that fit into your you know your thought process for creating projects and what do you think is missing for maybe more entrepreneurs to make a leap similar to yours so um, i'm pretty loose with my uh, with the word entrepreneur i've met entrepreneurs of all uh, walks of life. I don't believe an entrepreneur is someone who founds a company and uh, gets funding. That is, um, a, a someone who opened a supermarket around the corner is an entrepreneur. I mean, anyone creating value for a customer or, or a community is an entrepreneur. Activists are entrepreneurs. Anyone that challenges the status quo 
is an entrepreneur. They're, they're, they see that everybody else is going through the same motions and they're not accepting those motions on behalf of a community and doing something about it. And that road is extremely extremely lonely. Even if you have a team and you have all these supporters, at the end of the day, um, it, it is it is your own hero's journey. We find entrepreneurs inside companies. We call them intrapreneurs because we'd want to differentiate, but they're really entrepreneurs that are just sticking around because they believe in, in, in the cause. They believe that they're making a difference where they are. Those are the people that we want, people who are making a difference where they are. Yeah, it's funny when you were just talking right now about entrepreneurship uh, and, you know, the the description of it, I, you know, I was also kind of pulling up a, a new tab on my computer and doing a quick search because to be honest, while I myself am an entrepreneur too, I don't think I've actually ever looked up the definition of what it is. So I was curious and I was like, well, you know, I've asked this question and, you know, you, you, you're putting in so much thought into, you know, kind of defining that. I'm like, let me, let me, let me actually do the work and go out there and look what it is. And a lot of what you said was actually repeated there, but it's interesting that there's a little word here mm-hmm. that I, uh, it, it just kind of stands out. And I want to ask you a question about this because as, as someone who is an entrepreneur and someone who's thinking about entrepreneurship in the space, I'd love to hear your thoughts. Here's what I'm reading. It says entrepreneurship is the creation of extraction or excuse me, the, the, the creation or extraction of economic value. Uh, uh, and it goes on to uh, continue describing things, right? So I'm curious your thoughts, right? Because I think you're right. I think a lot of us here in the Web3 space are entrepreneurs yes. because a lot of us who are in the space, whether we are investing or not, we are creating value just really through our activity, through our contributions, through our participation exactly. in Web3 exactly. projects, right? Now, are we capturing some of that value? Eh, maybe, maybe not, depending on the you know the model of the DAO or the project in terms of how incentives are creating for their projects or for their, excuse me, for their community. So the one word that to me is kind of tricky here, and I'd love to hear your thoughts, is the word extraction mm-hmm. of value, right? I think... Personally, and I'll just kind of give my two cents here, my two guay before I uh, kind of open it up to you, is that what Web3 allows is for the retention of value, right? Versus the extraction of value. And I'm, I'm, I guess I'm, I'm talking about from a community uh, member standpoint in terms of what they can do within a... Entrepreneurship is not just economic value. It is about social change. It is about community advancement. It is about enhancing human life. It doesn't it doesn't have to get have economic gains with it. I know a, a friend of mine who I would qualify as an entrepreneur. He started a project behind a mall. There was, a, there was an empty plot of land and he brought in the community and filled it with wheat and the community 11 9 months later harvested the wheat made uh, flour and gave it to it, it was a year's worth supply to four families he did not make any economic gain four families got the utility for one year they had flour to make bread he wasn't paid he didn't own the land it was a just a, a plot of land that he put to, to me he's an entrepreneur yeah certainly he created value yeah. for individuals and so, retained so none of it right only, it really so was about, about social it is about re- reta- retaining right. value within a community you know i don't know how familiar you are with this some of this vocabulary but there's a word that gets thrown around more and more here in the web3 space that i'm a huge fan of and i think there's projects some projects that really kind of represent the ideals of this and that's regenerative economics or just regenerative behavior. Regenerative would be the antithesis of degenerative, right? So I think for the most part, 
I, we may be more familiar with the shortened version of that, a degenerative, and that's degen, right? There's a lot of degen behavior, and I think the degen behavior in Web3 is influenced by the opportunity to make money, right? So there are things that we may do that are done because we see the opportunity for economic gain. But there are things such as public goods, right? So some of the projects that I would put up there in terms of like being representative of this, it would be like Giveth and Gitcoin, and some would say even Ethereum would be a public good, where these services and projects are facilitating the development of these goods that are available to everyone in the community that aren't necessarily built with the idea of economic gain, but really for like the progress of like the community as a whole, right? The advancement of the community, the technology as a whole. So the regenerative behavior, I think, uh, aligns a little bit to what you were saying with in terms of like being an entrepreneur and building for social impact and less so by the extraction of economic value. 100%. Uh, but it's it's more about the, the the people we're attracting, not entrepreneurs because we want them to get economic gain. It's because really it is a very you, you, as an entrepreneur yourself, you know the risk you're taking. You know uh, mm-hmm. you know uh, what what how you've rolled the dice, and that journey in by itself. I've I've uh, having mentored so many entrepreneurs along the way. There's a lot of economic waste. That happens because people feel mm-hmm. they're alone. We want, like, ideally, Topian Ego's Paradise community is a community that knows that they have a bat phone that they can reach the people they need to reach, and they got the perks, and we've we've taken away a load of stuff that they need to be, they don't need to worry about and focus on creating value to their communities. So tell me a little bit about these perks, because I'm, again, looking at my notes here, and I see that there's a couple of things that you've written out in terms of uh, life hack perks. Tell me a little bit about them and why that's important to the project. Okay, uh, I'll actually use a, a recent story, if you if you allow me. So I just, um, I came back from a five-day um, uh, all-inclusive retreat. And the concept of all-inclusive, I was introduced to it in Punta Cana, and it was brilliant. It was brilliant, 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 because I've gone to a lot of trips to kind of get away from the stress, um, and they've never really worked because the second, let's say I want to go to Vienna, uh, the second I take out my wallet for any transaction, um, I'm reminded of all the stress that I've left back home, the salaries I need to pay, the the project where it is, how where am I on funding, and blah blah blah. You know, it, it all comes back to you super fast, whether you want it or not. Uh, it, it 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 just it is a super heavy weight. Um, being away on an all inclusive retreat, whether it is a wellness retreat, a yoga retreat, or any kind of retreat where you're not thinking of anything for five days, you will come back focused and ready to hit any project with a, with the right mindset. And that's what the kind of perks we want to bring in. What kind of perks can we offer our community that would put them in the right mindset to succeed? Whether it is weekly meditations uh, um, uh, or, or uh, yoga retreats. Um, these are all IRL. We want to do peer-to-peer support online. Um, any kind of concierge discounts that we can bring them, whether it is... Um, uh, 
they're going to a country where they need they they don't know anyone but there's someone there there is that has been a lifesaver for me in all the countries that i've tried to expand my startup in and having that kind of base where the people can introduce you to people and get you where you need to go much smoother is priceless no there's something to be said about having the right to make this experience much more enjoyable and safe at the same time. Yes. So what stage is Ego's Paradise currently? Like what what are you all working on, you know, over at the project? We're done with the drop. We we've done with we've done a lot of amazing work with Bankless. Bankless um hearts all over how you this heart is this heart goes out to Bankless to decide themes and the team for bringing us this far. We've, we're done with the smart contract or we're work we're, we're finalizing all the technical bits. We're we have some a, a nice education program because part of what we want to do is we want to we do want to onboard a lot of people onto web3 who um want to understand it um pro- with with more familiar terms um and and that's part of our education uh, agenda as egos paradise wonderful you know you're you're bringing up something that i i'm i'm curious if you wouldn't mind kind of diving into it and exploring it just a tad and that is partnerships in this space yeah i think that uh, obviously i think there's value to that what are your thoughts in terms of like you know how, what what role partnerships play to the success of web3 projects and you know what are maybe some of the things that you should be mindful of as you set out to build a project and start developing some of these relationships with other projects so development uh, so relations with other projects is very interesting that's something like uh, just putting my international affairs hat having it would be the same as a foreign relations for a community and i think it's essential that we do not go into we're, we're building a new economy here whether it's individually or collectively and going into more redundancy won't help anyone so maybe there there if there are communities like clinic i was just checking them out the clinic and they're doing this uh, they're doing something very similar to empower uh women founders and entrepreneurs and um so partnerships with like-minded communities is a must when if we're building a if we're going to be building a robust sustainable ecosystem instead of just competing with the same people about the same perks um so yes we are going to be building a lot, hopefully working on building a lot of partnerships with existing projects and uh, collectively as a community we are we would be beneficial to a lot of these uh, to a lot of existing web2 platforms who um who are targeting entrepreneur wellness and under, uh, and are targeting people wellness well, mental wellness as a whole so yes partnerships is going to be a huge part of what we do Tamer, if you wouldn't mind uh, kind of ex- uh, going through a little bit of maybe your thoughts of how you hope to see the project continue to grow and expand and into the future. Ego's Paradise is the first project uh, for Novajax, which is uh, the company uh, that is building Ego's Paradise. And within Ego's Paradise are a lot of personas. Um, and the way we're looking at these personas, and they're, they're, they're going to be the seed for future projects that we build around. Because and, and what we have in the pipeline are, are a lot of really cool projects for all, for, for different sub-communities.
So basically, Eagles Paradise is the launchpad. Oh, that's wonderful, man. It's it's good to hear, you know, again, how some of these projects that are uh, being developed within another project, right? So like Bankless Consulting, uh, seeks out and engages uh, projects like Eagles Paradise and how we can together create a rich, thriving ecosystem uh, with that type of, you know, uh, positive sum, uh, you know, and uh, collaborative mentality. And I guess if there were some final words here, uh, as we get close to the top of the hour, are there any final words that you would like to talk about, you know, uh, either Ego's Paradise or, or, or anything else that's in line with the discussion that we've had today? Again, Ego's Paradise is a place for, every, for like people like us, people the, who are on this call right now. So please join us on Twitter. Um, the community doesn't really, actually, the, the community builds itself. Um, but it takes it's it's the community participation. So please let us know anything that we'd you'd like to see us do. Any thoughts that would make this project much better? Um, this is what the project's for. It's for you guys. And that's a wrap. I enjoyed my chat with Tamer, and I hope you did too. If you'd like to learn more about Egos Paradise, follow them on Twitter at Egos Paradise NFT, or go to their website egosparadise.com. Thanks for listening to Crypto Sapiens. Please give us a follow, like, and a five-star review wherever you enjoy your podcasts. And stay tuned for our next discussion.